the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast, where we help agents get their first five deals. Hey, it's Jennifer Henry, your host for the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast. It is the middle of July in Florida, and we are starting to feel that summer heat coming through. But let me tell you, the market is heating up, has been heated up, and uh, we're excited about everything that's going on here. So I'm thankful that you guys are here listening today, and I think you're going to be really glad you came today because I have a special guest. I've been interviewing some new agents the last few episodes, but today this person is not a new agent. In fact, she's been in the business since 2001, do the math. She has sold six, she sold six million her very first year, which is kind of unheard of. And that was a while ago. But since then, she has sold over, let me see, I'm looking at my notes here. She's helped over 2,000 families. Is that about right? Am I getting that right? 2,000 families? Half a billion in real estate sales. That's amazing. She leads a multi-million dollar office, is a national speaker, a CRS instructor, serves at our local association. She's actually, we're going to talk about a little bit more about how she serves at the local association. And one of the ways I know her personally is she is the founder of one of the largest RE bar camps in the entire country. I've been, it's amazing, probably one of the best, largest, also known as the best. <laughs> and we, we want to definitely talk about what that is and how to get agents there too. So let me do the grand reveal today, y'all. I am interviewing the legendary Kim Knapp. Hello, Kim. Hey, hi. Thank you for having me today. I think that's really nice. I appreciate it. Well, the honor is ours. We are so grateful to have you here. And it is just always fun to bring really seasoned wisdom to the table here in our podcast. You know, Kim, we talked before and the podcast, the episodes are usually geared towards new agents. So I'm going to ask you the first question just to kick this off today. And that is having been in the business for a minute or two, having mm -hmm. sold a couple houses, <laughs> I know you've got some wisdom there for a brand new agent. So if someone were thinking about getting into real estate or just got their license say, in the last six months, what kind of advice would you give them today? Um, I'd say, first of all, just embrace and accept that um, when you went to real estate school, they were not teaching you how to do real estate. The, the state of Florida does not care if you sell a house in your entire life. They don't care if you're good at it. They don't care if you ever make money. They just don't want you to break the law. So when you get out of real estate school, you don't know what you don't know. And, and, and so when you start looking, you don't know what questions to ask when you're, when you're trying to align yourself with a, with a, with a brokerage, but you need training. You need a mentor. You need to be around other real estate people. You need to listen to their conversations and, um, you know, ride along with people. If you're going to do real estate, you're either in or you're out. Like dabbling is not going to work. And, and if, if you say, I'm going to go in all in on something, like, what does that look like? Do you go visit the new construction, save the site agents numbers in your phone, go preview some, some uh, vacant houses and just, you know, get, get a feel for the houses in the neighborhood. I don't even care if you go show some renters and you have actually a person in your car, you made a showing appointment, you opened a lockbox, you walked them around, you responded to the feedback, like just immerse yourself into it and just know that the learning curve is big on the beginning. You need to be around people that can support that and never, ever, ever stop learning. Oh, that's so good. I love that. It's really putting an importance on the little things you're doing in the beginning because they do stack up to create that confidence that agents need in the beginning. That's really great. 
You've been doing it again since 2001. In all of these years, what is one characteristic? And I know I'm putting you on the spot with these questions, but I know you know this deep down. (laughs) What is one characteristic that you see in people that helps them be successful? One thing that you could say is definitely the kind of the key to someone's success in this business. You know, I, I guess I'm going to pick two things. I, you know, I, I know you asked for one, but I'm going to say uh, resilience and consistency. Um, you know, when someone says to me, you know, oh, I'm going to get into real estate because I just love showing houses. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> that, that is something that we do, but certainly not the main heavy lifting. And so whether you're you're out hunting and you're earlier in your career and you're you're doing FISBOs and expireds and you get rejected, you know, they didn't reject Jen Henry or Kim Knapp. They just they just rejected the person at the door. They don't know us. They don't know you. Like just there's two great four-letter words in real estate sold and next. And so, you know, you get the rejection on the phone, you get the rejection at the door, you just go next and you just move on. And it, it, when you can, you know, deal with that, when you can deal with it, sometimes you work really hard and they go buy with somebody else. Sometimes you work really hard and the deal falls through, but then you'll do another deal that happens so easy. I'm like, you need to remember that that deal was easy, you know, and it kind of makes up for the ones that are hard, but just being resilient. And then the other thing is being consistent. And I know, you know, this because, you invest yourself in, in, in coaching agents, right. To build a business that, um, consistency is something that's very difficult. A lot, a lot of times for sales people and their personalities. And so, you know, finding whatever those, um, mechanisms are, you need to be able to be consistent, but they, they work and get some business and then they're not doing anything to work to get business while they're doing the business. And then they close the business and they got in a business, you know, so it's just like a cycle, right? So the people that can find a way to be consistent, so they're continually, you know, um, doing that survive. And I will tell you that I was, I, I, I did, I was consistent because it kind of fell into my personality, but, you know, keeping up with my past customers, working my farm area when the, when the market crashed, that's what pulled me out the other side, 48 million the year before 13 million the year after. And you might go, well, 13 million, that's a lot. No, it's not when you have hired people and that, that, you know, salaries and and contracts that are contracts back then, you know, you had a contract with the newspaper and a cut, right. But I wouldn't have done 13. I I probably would have done two, which would have been abysmal, which would have been horrible. Right. So that consistency and just being resilient, pick yourself back up. Yeah. Thick skin thick skin. It's not about you. Move on. I love your reference to two four-letter words in real estate. I'm going to add to that. If you use those two-letter words often, you won't be using the other four, not two-letter words. If you use those four-letter words, you won't be using the other four-letter words. (laughs) Okay. I'm stealing that. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. How to use the right four-letter words in real estate. I love that. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Somebody, a quote that I recently heard was, pick your head up every once in a while and you'll find that the consistent action has built in amazing results. Consistency is the byproduct of patience. I had to find that because I just saw that right before. So when you said that, it just rang all those bells. You guys heard it, guys. She knows a thing or two about resilience and consistency. She, her life is evidence of that. I always say, model your life after people that have done it well. So Kim, you've done it well, clearly. And I I can't wait to talk to you about really what your future holds. But I do want to ask you this. Of all the things that you've seen people do well and, and characteristics and traits that have gotten people where they want to go, 
What would you say is one thing you see an agent do that is an automatic red flag that says you may not make it? Um, But you're on the spot here, aren't I? No, I'm trying to, I guess, decide what stands out. I mean, I've seen some things even as late. Um, Okay, I'm going to say this as um, gently as I can. I I, I guess I can only just be me. But (laughs) when you say... um, what is that sign when I go, they're, they're not going to make it. You know, when you're new in real estate, we were all there. Okay. I, I you know, we were all there. We, you, you have a lot to learn. You, you have to learn about negotiations and overcoming objections and the contract and the addendums. And how do I prospect? How do I follow up after the sale? And, you know, it, it's, it's just a lot. But sometimes when people are new, if you've got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder or you don't think you have to learn or you, you think that's too small for you or you think you're more important than that. And I'm sitting there like sitting back going, wow. And so, you know, what are you, what are you bringing to the table right now? Right. If you're not willing to learn right now or be taught or do some of the small things, you'll never get to do the bigger things. And and I've and I've just watched that happen. And I think there needs to be some humility in the beginning, some humility. And also when people don't recognize it's a team sport. And and when I say that, I mean that people that this is not a competition. You might com- you might compete on a listing. But after that, it's a team sport. We all want to work together. I, I want you to sell my listing. I want to sell your listing. I, I don't care what company you work for, right? I don't care what part of town you work in. And when, when people are burning bridges left, right, and center, they don't get it. They, they, they're, they're on the wrong path. And I always say you need two groups of people to be successful in this business, and that's customers and other agents. Beautifully said. We're playing a game here at, at our organization where we're creating teams of four to actually do mock transactions. And I tell them, y'all are in a team of four, buyer, buyer's agent, listing agent, seller, you're a team. Then you add in your inspector and your appraiser and your lender. This is a team effort. Nobody gets that ball over that finish line alone. Right. So you got to learn to play right. nice with everybody, right? Right. And you're and you're going to run it. If you're going to be in it for the long haul, you're, you're going to, you're going to see those people again. That's right. And you and, and if you and if you've been sort of a jerk or unprofessional or uncooperative or whatever, and now you're in a multiple offer situation and you're sending your offering with five others, it's not like they go, whoop, whoop, oh, look at that. That they're offering. I'm so glad it's here. Yeah. Well, and don't you think? I mean, I know that there's a professional ethics standard we're all up live, hopefully living up to. But don't you think that that has some play in how an offer is presented to a seller? If the agent has had a bad experience. There's got to be an influence on that. Well, absolutely. And let's, let's, if you frame it this way, what if on the offers, all things are equal? Now, what are they making the decision over? Yeah. Right. Now they're making a decision over. Do they have a local lender that's reputable that we feel like, well, yeah, they both do. Right. They both, you know, the binder is the same. The closing date's the same. The offer's the same. Then you start nitpicking these other things like yeah. the local lender. And you're like, well, who's their agent? Never heard of them. Right. Or yeah, they're well known. Yeah. You know, not being right. So, I mean, you know, I, I know there's ethics all behind that, but we're still humans. And like I said, if all things are equal, then you, you start to say, which one's most likely to close? And which one's most likely to be the less pain in the butt for our sellers and our buyers alike? I mean, because at the end of the day, our job is to get them there 
for the least amount of hassle, for the most money. I mean, that's all what we promise as professionals. And well, we want- so so you, you make the point of it that that it's a team sport. So some people get into this and I, it's like, it's not your money. Yeah. This is somebody else's life. Right. Right. And so you can't enter, you can't interject yourself into it and respond for the seller that you never talked to and the buyer you never spoke to, or, you know, or, or just interject. I, I, I had an agent email me one time and she said, we, she said, we are not buying a home warranty for the buyer. And I emailed back. I said, oh, that's exciting. I said, I didn't realize I asked you to. And I wasn't trying to be a jerk, but I'm like, you have to watch the words you use. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but that could go down another, another whole world. A- 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 any email you write when you're upset, it, write it, don't send it, get yeah. somebody you trust to edit it before yeah. you send it. Or wait, wait 24 hours. If, <laughs> if you have the option to wait, wait. Yeah. That's great. Uh, all right. So, you know, um, you guys heard it. Consistency and resilience are two characteristics that are going to get you there. And a lack of humility and just a chip on your shoulder thinking you don't need it or that you're playing at this game all alone is going to be the kiss of death to your career. Mm-hmm. I love that. I agree wholeheartedly with those. I've seen them myself and nobody succeeds alone, guys. Remember that. So, Kim, one of the things we know we need in this business is confidence. You're saying you got to have some humility. How does one marry those two together to be the agent you need to be, even if you're new to be able to get a sale, to get a buyer, to get a seller? How do you, how do you see that play out? So it's funny. I was just talking to, oftentimes people will call me, uh, maybe not even about working you know, with me or whatever. They just call me and say, Hey, I'm thinking about getting into real estate. Can I ask you questions? They just want to learn, you know, or what is it about it? And the, the, the conversation kind of went down that road. How, how, what, how do you get to that place of confidence when, you know, and this person was like, I really like to know what I'm, what I'm doing. And um, I said, you know, here's the thing in the beginning, you're, you're going to get taught and you're going to learn, but I, I could sit you in a room for five months and you're not going to remember everything. You're just not, you've got to get out and practice. What you need to know is a couple of things. One, that you have somebody that you can always go back to and say, hey, I, I need to know, I need an answer to this, right? So that you know you have backup, that you can always get the answer that you need, right? You don't have to know, know it all. And, uh, you know, and then it comes by, by doing. But I said to this person too, I said, you know, you're, you're looking, doing this full time, yes. I go, are you an honest person? I said, yes. Do you, do you intend to work hard for the people that, that want you to help them buy or sell out? Well, yeah. I said, you're, you're going to, you're going to, you know, uh, work in their best interest. Yeah. Okay. And I said, so, you know, let me ask you of that mindset of humans on the earth. If I took a hundred humans, a hundred people, how, what percentage of them get up and say, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to do something that's in somebody else's best interest and not mine. What percent? I'm going to tell you, I wish it was higher than it is, right? And and we see that in our own industry. There's people that get into this and they see dollar signs and they're going to come in and they're going to pass through. They they don't they don't stay because they don't realize the people who who last and do a great job are the people who want to do it right, who love the win for their people and put people first, right? Not not their eye on the on 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 the transaction. And I said, would you rather that neighbor that you know work with you, someone who has that mindset to do it right, someone who has somebody back at the ranch that could answer all of their questions, or some rando that's passing through because you don't know what they're going to get, right? And I said, so take confidence in who you are as a person, 
and then knowing you can get the answers that you need. That's good. Right. That you have that support because you can't learn it all in a week or two weeks or three weeks or four or six or nine. Like there's too much to know, but being plugged in with people that you can, you, you can get what you need and your mindset's right. That'll build your confidence. And then over time, it'll just, you know, compound. So you're saying there's not enough confidence a person can get to just be ready to do real estate without be manufactured a little bit, because I don't know that, you know, all that you need to know. I mean, no, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, not, I don't not either. Me. I mean, I, 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 but I, I like that take on it, which is know what you know and don't know and be okay with that and, and lean on your integrity and then really truly have that support structure guys. That's the way to have confidence. I love the way you put that. And that is confidence until you get the muscle built to do it on your own. That's all you've got. You lean on that. It's good. I hope, I hope that our listeners wrote that down because that is gold for people who are like, I don't feel confident. Well, if you're waiting around to feel it, you'll be waiting all day. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and you can't work off feelings. You know what I mean? Sure. Can, you can for a minute, but they'll lead you down the wrong path. Well, you know, I told my agents, I never once sat around a mother of two and never said, gosh, I really feel like doing, changing a dirty diaper right now. I hope something happens. I never felt like doing it one time. So if you're going to be successful in life, you got to do a lot of things you don't feel like doing and things you need to do and ought to do. Right. And we got to get out of our feels. Well, that goes back to the resilience, right? There you go. Resilience, which is do it. Even if you don't feel it, even if it feels scary, do it anyway. Right. That's awesome. Okay. So I do want to shift gears and talk to you a little bit about this upcoming big monumental thing. Uh, we know that here, as of right now, at the time of this recording, mid-July 2023, you're running for NEFAR secretary. The voting will be happening here shortly. Tell me a little bit more about your, your vision for that role and, and your role that you're in now and what you see it doing for you in the future, because we're going to assume you got it. <laughs> well, I hope so. Um, you know, it's interesting. You know, when I, when all, again, we get into real estate and yeah, we're we're trying to figure it all out. And what what is what is NEFAR, the Northeast Forest Association of Realtors, and, and and what is MLS? And and actually, a lot of people don't know that we probably have a million people in in Florida that are licensed that aren't realtors. They're licensees. They can practice real estate, but they're not realtors. And so, as realtors, um, we subscribe to a code of ethics. You can actually. Um, you know, file grievances and, you know, get people to toe the line on that. Consumers can, agents can with each other. But we have an association and a club that we can be a part of that brings us that code of ethics and professionalism, but also brings us um, support and education. And and then also brings us stuff that we we don't necessarily think about, and that's legislation, uh, being involved at a local, state, and national level of things that that involve real estate. And I'll just kind of quickly say that you know I didn't realize it before I was in real estate, and it actually took me a while after I got into real estate to recognize you know that homeowners don't get together and and go to Tallahassee or Washington D.C. to lobby about things that matter to homeowners. They don't even know about it. It's hard to get them to go to the HOA meeting or the CDD meeting or the commission meeting or the whatever meeting, let alone mobilize. And that's something that we do as agents, whether it involves pace, which you can look that up. And 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 what that is, where people are were getting you know twenty percent interest on windows they bought, you know, charged on their house over twenty years, had no idea what they were getting into, or you know things that are going on with insurance right now, or there's just lots of things. So anyway, so the association does does a lot that maybe you don't realize, and there's benefits there that you can 
take advantage of. And things are moving quickly. Thing, things are evolving in our world technology-wise. I mean, you know, 10 years ago, Facebook was like a meh, right? 15 years ago, YouTube was like, what is that? And now artificial intelligence was one thing in January, and it's evolving into this crazy thing now. And I say that to say that, you know, at the, the association is there to serve you as the members. And up until about five years ago, as far as having officers who um, really guide the direction of the association, the, the, the things that maybe need to be implemented or modified or changed to enhance the benefits and the experience, they were voted on by the 250 or 300 people that paid $10 to go to this lunch. And most of the members were, you know, just kind of on the outside, not really paying attention to what was going on. So I actually think it's a cool thing that it has changed in the last five years. And it's gone out to the membership to say, hey, everybody, this is what's going on. We want you to participate. So the first thing I want to say is there's a vote. The 17th, 18th, and 19th, you're going to be emailed um, a link. You have to log into your NEFAR account, and then you you can vote on who's going to serve. Um, and then, you know, the um, nominating committee interviews all the applicants, and then decides um, amongst them who they're going to put forward on behalf of the association. So the nominating committee did put me forward to be secretary, but it does reserve the opportunity, which is a, which is not a bad thing, for, for people to run what they call run from the floor and, and compete, and a little competition is good. Um, I, I've been president of our MLS. I served eight years in our MLS. I loved being on MLS. Um, lots of cool things and making changes, and, 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 and I like I like results, you know, I'm result driven, right? No. Um, and I waited, I took a couple of years of kind of quiet downtime and um, I, I was mindful and prayerful about when I wanted to get involved in the association. And um, even down to the minute I, I pressed the button and said, yes, I want to put in for secretary. Um, and the things that I look at are, some of them are simple, you know, it's bringing orientation back. So some of you right now, did this orientation online. It was like watching paint dry. Oh my gosh, this is not helping me, right? And But where we can bring you in and connect you and give you some tangible stuff that you can you know, walk away with to doing simple things like that to um, improving just even the function of logging in, paying, calendar, accessing information, telling our RPAC story so you can tell our RPAC story the Realtor Political Action Committee, when we say we had this win in Tallahassee on behalf of insurance for homeowners, we send it to you. You then can tell your story when you go on your appointment and say, hey, this is something that we participate in. This is how we make a difference. Um, there's, you know, talking about AI and how do we leverage that? What are our concerns? This is moving fast. If you're not into it, you need to learn about it, right? Um, how do you leverage it in your business, making sure our people are trained up, but also what are the guardrails that we need in place? as an association in our industry, but also how do we leverage it from a staff point of view to increase efficiency? And I could go on and on, but the point is that the people that, that you, you elect drive, drive that. And you want somebody that, um, you know, wants to serve, wants to serve. I, you know, if, if my ideas don't happen in the years that I'm there, they happen before, they happen after, I don't care. I don't need a prize. Um, I just... My heart is to make a difference. I don't think all my ideas, I'm not married to my ideas. They're all the best ideas on the planet, but I hope my ideas spark, you know, greater ideas. Well, and I think that I, um, these officers for all of our audience, these officers, 
you know, need to be leaders, need to be people that want results, all the things that you are. But I think the other thing that is important, especially to me as a member, is that someone has experience that has a voice and you have that. And that voice has merit and that voice has weight in terms of in our industry. And I'm speaking to our, our association here, which Northeast Florida Association of Realtors is not small by any means. I mean, we, we, we're a mega board. Yeah, we, we, you know, we really are. And so I think that that experience that you hold and that passion that we hear in your voice, I think your, your experience, your years, your tenure gives you that credibility to be able to say those changes the ones that are going to be will be because influence is important. So I am excited about what's the future holds for you. I'm glad that you prayerfully considered it because I know it's a big job mm-hmm. and I know you got a lot of other things going on too. So, uh, but I'm excited to see you step into that and to see where, where, where it takes you. I don't want to end this episode though, without giving you time to talk about bar camp. Can you, for our audience, again, some people may know what it is. Some people may not. Will you explain what that is and kind of how you're, building and growing, not building, you built it, grown that. Yeah, we're grown out. We're, we can't grow anymore. No more. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, RE, so there you get that. This is your your tip of the day. RE bar camp. It's not rebar camp. So I learned that one. I think you're the one. <laughs> RE bar camp. RE bar camp. Uh, real estate, real estate bar camp. Um, and, and it goes back to, you know, probably 16, 17 years ago, it was actually a group of agents out in California after a big conference working at different real estate companies, actually at a bar and exchanging ideas and tidbits and nuggets that they had taken away from the conference. And, and they were just getting so much in this micro moment from each other, right? And they thought, why, why, why don't we do this in our world? You know, and um, that's because nobody thought of it yet, right? So, you know, I got exposed to it at Florida Realtors like 12 or 13 years ago. And thought, you know what, why can't we do that here? And so we did the first one, which would have been 11 years ago, because we've officially done 10 bar camps. COVID threw us off. So we've officially done 10. Um, 11 years ago, we had 200 people at the board. We literally had tables with chairs stacked on top of the tables with, with um, paper going down the side, like dividing the space. It was like real makeshift and whatever, but it was great. And, and we had a good time. And we went from that to it, it just grew. And when you come in, you write down what you want to learn. We have experienced people that cover like, like yourself, Jen, right. That cover can cover a variety of topics and people write down what they want to learn about. And then the sessions are created around them. There's lots of conversation and interaction and sharing. And if you go into a session about listings and you've got three things, and you're like, I got, I wrote three things down. I'm going to do walkout and you want to go to another room. Cool. We bless it. Go, go to the buyer room and write down three things. And, you know, before the end of that 45 minutes, and so it's, you know, it's fast paced, agent sharing, you know, safe space. And besides, none of y'all hold the secrets to real estate. Just get over that right now. It's, sure. it's, it's not a thing. And, um, you know, yet you, you got to have an abundance mindset, not, not, you know, scarcity because that, that not going to get you anywhere. And, um, so anyway, so it grew, we ended up at the college, we outgrew the college and now, uh, we're at, uh, the Renaissance hotel. Um, tickets will be released as always December 1st at 9. AM. It doesn't matter if it's a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, doesn't matter. December 1st, 9. AM. Uh, last year we sold 1300 tickets in an hour. Wow. Um, we've always sold out in an hour the last six or seven years. Um, and so for $25, um, Last year, you got a $35 halfway decent um, box launch sandwich that, and you paid $25 for the event. And this year, this coming year, we're going to have hot dogs and sliders and um, like a whole different kind of thing going on. So your 25 bucks will go far. 
But that's just for the for the lunch, right? You have the venue and all these speakers and and everybody that we bring in. Um, and uh, so it's January twenty seventh at World Golf Village. And the other thing I will say is we we done a lot of feedback and um, we were responding to it. Uh, when we started, we had fifteen or twenty people in a session. Bar camp's so big now; we have a hundred people in a session. And and I think that bar camp wasn't originally designed to have a hundred people in a room. And so based on all the feedback that we've gotten, we're going to do it a little different. Um, the, the, and we bring in great speakers from all over the country, trainers, uh, uh, not just speakers. I, I would say people that are experts sell real estate, experts in what they do. And they're going to share for like 20 minutes. Here's three things or here's five things. No, no slide presentations, no, no fruity stuff. They're just going to stand up there. I'm, I want to share three things with you. And then when they're done with that, then they're going to open the floor. So they get a little bit from the person who's in the room direct out. And then they'll also um, get to exchange thoughts and ideas in, in the room. And we've got a lineup. We're, we're building it right now. But I'm going to tell you for 25 bucks to have five opportunities to, to attend 40 different sessions on relevant topics that y'all pick and get lunch. Like it's free. Like you yeah. can't afford not to go. You really can't. And uh, I'll tell you personally, having attended last year specifically, I rode the high for weeks. Just just the camaraderie and being around your peers. It's There's really nothing else like it in Jacksonville for us at, at, at this magnitude. And, uh, and I'm sure that whoever's listening here, if you're not in Jacksonville, check your local association, see what they've got going on there. Because that community, and we lost a lot of this during COVID, but that community of people, it really reminds you that you're not alone, really helps you feel the sense of community that we all need because we're humans, not to mention we're business owners and entrepreneurs, which can be very lonely sometimes. So the content was great. The food was great. The community was great. I left there and just felt like a million bucks for a good while, just from being around people too. That, that was a big part of it for me. Well, so, can I tell you what our sponsors say? And these are, we have local sponsors, national sponsors. We have all different folks come in and they say, we don't know what's different about this event, but everybody's so happy. Everybody's so, you know, and from a vendor's perspective, you know, that a sponsor's perspective, because we have a whole full on trade show as well all day, lots of prizes and things like that, that people are more open to just coming and talking to them. And I've had tons of them say, and I go, you know, maybe it's because the overall, I hope there's ownership of it to everybody who's there. Yeah. Right. Because you're showing up to something that you get to contribute to. Yeah. Not just take something from, That's and because you're part of those conversations, you get to share the ideas that you know, or whatever. But um, so I thought that was cool. Yeah, that is, and I, I sense that too. I sense that as well. My agents walked away all feeling the same way. So I'm going to be there. My agents are going to be there, and anybody listening, if as long as you're listening to this recording in 2023 and it's before December 1st, you can be there too. And if you're from a different board, come on over. Mark your calendar. Mark your calendar. We had people there last year, I think, from seven different states. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. I hope I can be involved. I'll get with you later about that. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, ma'am. Guys, this is is great. There's so many opportunities. And I think if there's one takeaway I want everyone watching or listening to, to do to hear is that there are people in your world right around you that are there to support you, love you, whether it be on a one on one basis, whether that be 
in a group setting or in a community setting of something like this. Kim is one of those people that's been giving back for a really long time. I'm honored to know you. I want to get to know you more. And I thank you so much for what you've done. And I support you wholeheartedly in your, in this voting, I'll be voting for you. So anybody listening, if it's not too late, get in there and and place your vote. Uh, I endorse this amazing leader in our industry. So thank you so much, Kim, for coming and sharing your wisdom. I wish we could spend more time. So maybe thank you. I appreciate you having me here and take advantage of that vote because five years ago, we never had one. Now we do. Yep. Make your vote known guys, participate in the life that you want to have. And this is how you do it. So thank you so much. To all of our listeners, we appreciate you coming in and listening. You know, we have a new episode drop every Tuesday. So please come back, check us, subscribe. Let us know how we can support you and what you want to hear more of. And until next time, we'll see you then. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our library of great resources for you at GameChangerRealty.com.